0: Welcome to the new author podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello everyone and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Sunday, July 3rd, 2022. This is episode number 173 and with me, uh, as always, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well mentally, physically not so much. I'm uh, becoming an old man and having bad back problems and all kinds of things like that, but you know. You can't expect much more when you've been through the wars like I have. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I we were talking before we started here. I've never really had like back problems that bad. I think yoga
1: and a couple other things really helped, maybe curb that or stop that. Have you ever done yoga before? I have, and I, I do a lot of stretching, anyways, uh, and because of, you know I do a lot of weightlifting, I just try to keep my muscles uh, from getting too tight and, and too you know, bunched up together. But Still, you know, it's something, you know, I have a lo- relatively long torso for my height. And so y- your your backs are kind of iffy when you have that that, that problem or not that problem, but that, that characteristic in the structure of your body. So periodically through life, I've had off and on back problems. Yeah, it's, you know, it's related to all kinds of things. You know, you, you sit bad, you have a lot of stress, you know, whatever. Yeah, but slumping,
0: slumping is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's a good segue right into my stats, I, I think. Um, <laughs> book one of my murder mystery series is, uh, I'm sorry, my first book in the murder mystery series is up 1,052 words to 78,486. Uh, you know, it's going well. Um, today was kind of interesting, uh, and, and uh, I'll get into the next few weeks, but today was kind of interesting with what I did, and I'll talk about that with my weekly recap. <clears throat> but it was good. Um, for new listeners, uh, I do have a book three in my science fiction series started. I'm about 65% of the way done. I uh, pushed it off to the side. I was kind of getting tired of the characters and the story and just wanted to do something new. Plus, I had this, this mystery just rolling around in my head. It's based on uh, uh, trips that I would make back and forth to a manufacturing plant when I worked at my old job back in 2019. And I was really part of the problem was I was afraid I was going to forget like some of the smaller details because it's been three years now. So I just want to get everything down on paper and, and get it out there. So Oh, that's the other reason I pushed it a size. Uh, Mailer Light, I'm still hanging tight at 860. I have given no one a reason to subscribe or unsubscribe in the last few months. I actually think my P.O. box expired, uh, which is weird because usually I would get an email from the post office saying, hey, your post office box is about to expire. But uh, my friend Brian, who is uh, listening to the podcast, uh, not now, but eventually he will be, uh, probably tomorrow, maybe tonight, uh, he brought he, – so every now and then he would just mail me football cards and baseball cards for most of the Cleveland teams. Mm -hmm. And then every now and then he'd mix in a baseball card of him because he does the Pittsburgh pirates fantasy camp most years. And uh, so I have a a couple of Brian baseball cards, which is kind of cool. I feel like that's a very limited thing that's probably expensive, Um, but he brought me the last time he was here. I don't know. It was a month or so ago. He brought me this whole handful of envelopes that had been returned to him and I started to worry, oh, no, I think my post office box is expired. And then I completely forgot about it. So I have to look into that before I can even send anything out because, you know, legally you have to have a physical address when you're going to do emails.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because June is the month that mine comes up and I don't think I heard anything from them either. So Ooh, better, this is July. <laughs> yeah, I better check on that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay, there, yeah, good. Okay, so uh, and then last week's goal was to get through chapter 18. I think I said last week on the podcast 19, it was actually 18, it was the first 18 chapters that I had written and reviewed and everything. And uh, and then a couple weeks ago, I started going through them again, uh, before I get to rewriting my first draft chapters, which starts at 19. And I did do that, I got through 18, actually, got through 18 yesterday. Um, and now I'm ready to start chapter uh 19 on uh, that, would be tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, it was good and, and, and you know, it, it worked out well. I went through, I, I wasn't going to reread every chapter for the ones that I didn't have any notes for. I was just going to run through grammarly, make sure they were okay and, and move them on. But, uh, that kind of changed over the last couple of days. So we'll get to that here in a little while. So those are my stats for the
1: week. Okay. Well, for me, my novella stands at 20,324. I was up a net 3,348 for the week and I'm declaring it done. Finally, after all these weeks. Um, It's funny how it ended up being just almost exactly as long as I thought it would be in the beginning. uh, Because I was shooting for 20K and I didn't, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think I mentioned I thought it would be maybe around 15K because I was deleting some things. But adding those two scenes this week that I'll talk about a little bit later, uh, it expanded right back out to 20K. So we'll see what happens when when, uh, revisions come along. I still think it's going to... shrinks significantly in revision because I'm going to take out some of the overwriting of description that I did, but we'll find out. The novel, I started back on that in terms of revising it, given the suggestions that C uh, gave me in the developmental edit, Uh, particularly, you know, it's changed. The whole beginning of the book has changed because I've had to pull out a bunch of material that was background stuff and bring it into the novella, because the novella is serving as a prequel, and it probably more belongs there than in the novel itself. So we'll see what happens as I go forward. Uh, the starting point for it is 49,471 words. Uh, that was after re- removing all the bunch of stuff that I put in the prequel. And I did get through the first chapter, and I as I will mention again probably later, interestingly enough, even after I revised the first chapter, which was old chapter six, now it's now new chapter one, uh, it came out to be almost exactly the same number of words, even though there was a lot of significant revision. I spent the whole day doing it and then it just came out to be almost exactly the same. So it was, that was kind of strange. did no reading this week uh, very, or maybe a page or two here and there, but not much. And I only watched a couple of death and paradises. So it was kind of a slow week. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, do you have a target now for your novel word count? Well, you know? I would like to get it back up around 60,000 at least if I could. And, I think it will probably happen because in pulling out some of the prequel material, I've I've taken information out that's going to have to be repeated in some form or fashion in the in the novel. It can't just exist in the prequel, which some almost everybody won't read before they read the novel. So it's going to have to be in there. I just have to be a little bit more succinct, I guess, about the way I put it in there. A little, little okay, a little craftier.
0: All right. Well, that's good. Okay. I'm, that's exciting that your novella you know, is pretty much finished. You're declaring it done. Are you going to go through it all and do anything more with it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. If okay. I get through my, the goal here is to get through the novel in the next two weeks to do the, revi- the revision. Wow. Hopefully I'm going to try to do two chapters a day and we'll see how that goes right now. It's standing at right, right around 30 chapters. It'll probably end up right around 30 chapters. So if I could do two chapters a day, get it done in a couple of weeks, and then I can hit the uh, novella one more time before I send it off to sea. So do you have a
0: preference on writing a novella versus a novel? I, I know there are people out there who just re- release you know, short stories or novellas. Did you, did you enjoy doing that? Would you prefer novels or do you like the mix of both? Where do you stand on that?
1: I think at the moment I would say that I, I lean shorter. So the, the novella was nice because it didn't hang around forever, even though it seemed like it sometimes. <laughs> and, but also remember I was, I was doing something different this time in that I was working off an outline, which I've never done before. And even though the outline changed significantly as I went through, it still was something to go with. And there was a lot less uncertainty about where the story was going. So I need to do that for a novel to see how it works for a novel. It may really speed up the process of writing the novel. Novel. I would expect that it would. We'll just have to wait and see. But so the next novel I write after I get this one off to sea and start the next in the series, I'm going to go ahead and outline it, at oh. least the first half. I, yeah, and maybe. Oh no. Well, well, I, I can't remember who I was listening to uh, a podcast, and they were talking about how. Uh, they are they consider themselves to be a plotter, but because they realize that as you write, you tend to go where the muse takes you and things change. They don't fret too much about plotting out the second half of the book. They kind of sketch it out in bare bones where they think the story's going, but they're they're more concentrated on the first half of the book. I think that was Joanna Penn because
0: she had a she had a guest on about writing twists. Yeah, could have uh, and they talked about, I think she said she's a plotter, and Jonah was talking about being a pantser, and they kind of talked about that a
1: little bit. Right, later. that could have been it. And yeah. that, that kind of speaks to me because I, I, one of the reasons why, other than the fact that I'm always so disorganized and, and don't really plan much of anything, one of the things that's kept me from plotting is knowing that how the story progresses is going to change drastically once I get into it. So, I can see plotting the first half of the novel and that not being wasted effort at all. But I don't think plotting t- in detail for the second half is really going to serve me and my process very well. But yeah, we'll- I
0: don't even think I don't think I look at it as wasted effort, though, even if it changes. I know mine changes. Mine changed big time. But I do like doing it because as I'm writing, it gives me kind of an end point to get to where even if the novel changes as I'm writing it and the characters go some different way than they want to, um, I generally get to the same ending every time. Um, so I think, I don't, I don't know if I would call it wasted effort as, as almost like a, like a first draft learning curve, learning about my characters, I think, learning about my story thing.
1: Sure. and, And I need to get my head wrapped around that idea because I, I am a process guy, as I think I've mentioned before, I really don't care about finishing things. I mean, I don't like me and my wife are completely different. Her whole psyche is revolves around accomplishments and getting things done and being able to to take a uh, joy and satisfaction looking back at what you've accomplished me. I get the joy and satisfaction in the doing of something and whether it actually gets finished or not, does it, or when it does get finished, it doesn't really bring me any, any joy to speak of. You know, it's just, it's just done. Now it's time to get move on to something else where I can get involved in the process. So I need to get my head right. I need yeah. to take that framework and kind of put it in with plotting and think, think of plotting more as a way of, helping with the process goes, go smoother, enjoying the process more, there being less uncertainty in the process and maybe making it enjoyable that way. And then it'll get me to the end faster as well. Those I wonder sp-
0: if you could plot the first half, write the first draft of the first half and then maybe plot the next quarter, the next 25% and then write that and then plot to the end and write that just to see.
1: Well, and that's, you know, a lot of people do use that kind of process uh, where they old, they only really plot a couple of chapters ahead from where they're at. Mm-hmm. So they at least have when they're, when they sit down the next the, to the next writing session, they know where they're starting and where they're going and for that writing session. And that's you know, be something similar to that. Yeah. Although I think I still would like to have at least the very barest bones of the entire story laid out there beginning to end. Um, so like you said, so you know where you're starting and you know where you're going to end now the path you get to that take to get to that end may change in the process of writing the story, and then you just have to adjust the outline as you go. But if the outline is kind of a bare bones outline, it's easy to adjust, or easier to adjust. You don't have all kinds of details you have to show. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I was just thinking about my second book where I had plotted it, I wrote it, I sent it to the editor, editor and she sent it back to me. And then the day before I released it, I went in, and I changed the last chapter where i'm not going to give any spoilers away i'm just going to say that i have a character who either lives or dies and i had this character living and i went in the day before i published it and i changed it to her i want to say her because it was a bit of a spoiler i changed it to her dying and then that meant book three changed because that means she did not carry over to book three and so i did i guess i changed stuff right up to the last minute it was really but it was like it was really fun it was really um what's the word i'm looking for like exhilarating maybe uh, maybe that's exaggerating a little bit too much but it was really cool going in and changing th- literally the the life and death of this character and then and then publishing it and going well okay the editor doesn't even know what just happened she she thinks that this character either lived or died whichever one it was the opposite because i don't want to give anything away but uh yeah it was it was so i guess i do change just like you're talking about i do change up to the end
1: well, that's a pretty yeah. drastic change to do right
0: at the very end too. I, I think when I was reading it, when, when she sent it back to me, I was doing one final read through. I probably, I wasn't putting it through grammar, grammar. I was just reading it to see what her edits were. Cause I think with her, I went in, I didn't, I don't believe that I, I looked through every edit C made. I think I just went up and hit accept all. Mm. And, you know, and then I went through and read it myself. And as I was reading that last chapter, I thought, ah, th- you know what? I think it's a better ending if I change this. And then i changed it and read it again it was like yeah this i like this yeah yeah so. all right so let's go into to the last week's recap for me and i'm just going to tell you that it, you know if you're an, an author listening to this and you're thinking about doing a podcast we are going to have three or four different podcast things to talk about uh along with our writing so let me start with the first one uh i had talked last sunday during the podcast about internet issues i think rich was having some internet issues so we stopped the podcast and then we, we restarted you did a whole bunch of work to your your router And, uh, about a half an hour later, we restarted and I edited it together and no one was the wiser. And then I learned after that, that Zencaster, which is what we're using now to record does a really good job. It's actually recording my voice in one stream and your voice in another stream so that at the end, when I finish it and I download the two streams, I'm actually getting what you're saying into your microphone. I'm not getting internet issues that you or my, you or my, you or I might have as we're speaking.
1: Right, right. And that, that's a nice feature that they uh, essentially are taking our uploads directly and recording them as they're uploaded. And even if, we're, even if we happen to get out of sync with each other, I think they're still syncing it as, as it goes along. So, yeah, it's it, so I had to do a little bit of editing where I had to sync it up
0: afterward because I had two different streams of you. And then I had to cut out me talking briefly before we logged off uh, to, to start again. But and it was really easy to do because in that case, it was two different streams. And uh, so Zencaster and it's free. And I, I don't know if there's any, I mean, we've been using it for about a month now with no no problems. I haven't paid anything and they haven't yelled at me to pay them anything and I have an account with them. So um, it works out really well. So I, I say if you're looking for a way to podcast, I know there's a lot of ways to do it out there and I'm sure there's a lot of free ways. To do it I just don't know what they are. I've never really looked. Um, this is what I came up with when I started. So, uh, yeah, I would check out Zencaster. It's basically Zencaster without the last E for some reason. Um is, yeah, there a, is there a cost to Zencastr? Uh I think they have different account levels, uh, but I'm not paying anything for what we do. Okay. Which is nice. So if I look at, um, yeah, there's a there's a Zencaster, I'm looking at their website. Yeah, I don't see anything. I just clicked on my account. Uh, no payment source. Change plan. So let's see. We've got $20 a month gets you. So you can do up to four guests. You can do uh, uh, five or more guests. Uh, unlimited audio, unlimited 1080p video. Uh, so it's trial version and the free one. It's unlimited in the paid one. Uh, high quality MP3 in both of them, and then you get into the audio video mixing, the live editing soundboard, and the unlimited English transcriptions. That's those three things are the only differences between the twenty dollars a month or the free one. Okay. Um, so everything seems to be unlimited for audio. I'm not doing anything with video. I just record audio here, so I don't need video. So yeah, it seems to be it's work. It's working out well.
1: What? For 20 bucks a month to get even to get the transcriptions that's pretty good even though yeah. it's an ai transcription but still mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah all right so monday so that was pretty much all i really did writing wise or news you know recap worthy wise on sunday night. i'm sure i just sat around and watched tv the rest of the night uh monday i worked from home um uh, there was no writing but a couple a bunch of things did happen uh i created well, let me I'll do that last. I did get a response back from livingwriter.com in terms of my tabbing issue, where I said that when I hit enter, I wanted to tab on a new paragraph automatically. And she literally gave me like three steps. Here's where you find it. I never even saw it, and it's right there in front of me. Okay. Uh, I made a quick change, and it works beautifully. And I wrote back and told her, She's my hero. Thank you so much. <laughs> and it's fantastic. So that that's great. I, I love it. They got back to me. I sent it on a Saturday, and she got back to me on Monday. So they, it's probably like a Monday through Friday, you know, nine to five type of thing. So
1: and she's thinking in the back of her head, you know, if we put it in a big red button, you would still miss it.
0: Yeah, well, I'm a computer programmer, and I probably complain about users ev- doing the same thing I just did all yeah. the time, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I watched a couple of uh, uh, of the Pro Writers Aid Crime Week videos, Creating Credible Cops, uh, hosted by Graham Bartlett. Really, really enjoyed it. And um, and then uh, Emergency Scenes, Paramedic Characters to Die For, uh, Harry Koffer, Um, both of the guys were really interesting guys to listen to. They both work in the, um, in the, in the jobs that they they were talking about, but they're both also writers. I believe they work together. They had a, I think it was, I think it was Graham, no, it was Harry that had a website where you could actually go and he had an ask me section. So if you're a writer, you could literally ask him a question and he would write, he would, answer, somebody would answer. I'd assume he would answer you at some point. And if it was cr- uh, police related, he would forward it on to Graham and Graham would answer. So they, they, they worked together Uh really good uh, videos. And, and just to clarify, I did say last week that I wasn't going to, to join next week or next year. I didn't mean I wasn't going to join because I didn't like the quality of it. Or I didn't like the stuff that they offered. I meant just because all the videos are available on YouTube afterwards. So it's a lot, and I'm already subscribed to their channel. So it's a lot easier just to, to wait until next year. And then when uh, the videos come out the same day as each, each of the presentations. Okay. So um, okay. yeah,
1: because I actually really did enjoy
0: I watched four or five of them. I really enjoyed them.
1: Now I have, I have been getting emails from them saying that the videos are going to disappear. I think. Um, oh. They're saying, you know, limit, you know, you got another week or whatever to watch them. And so I don't know if they're going to disappear off their channel as well. YouTube channel or what? what I the- wonder why they would do that. I don't know. So um, like if I go there right now and I go to videos, let's see, are they
0: still there? Uh, where's all the ones I, oh, I don't, you know what? I don't know if I see them anymore. uh Oh, there's, oh, there's a write in. Yeah. I don't see them anymore. Am I in the right place? That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I think- Maybe they're gone. I think what they're doing is they're locking them behind the the uh, premium subscription. Okay. Okay. Interesting.
0: Okay, well, that's good to know because I didn't think of that. So now maybe I will join next year because uh, I really, I really enjoyed the videos. It was, it was different than. The stuff that I see at 20 books, because this one more focuses on crime writing, which happens to be what I'm writing right now. Right. Um, and, and that's probably what made it interesting. Wow. Um, the, the, the 20 book stuff is more general for writers of all genres or most genres. Uh, those are interesting in their own way. But specifically for what I'm doing right now, I really enjoyed watching them. Uh, Tuesday, uh, no writing again, golf league. And you're going to notice that as a theme, no, uh, golf league in the evening. And again, we don't really need to talk about my score. In fact, that was the, probably the worst I've ever felt standing over the ball. I don't know what it was. I could not hit anything. I could not hit anything straight. Uh, I didn't always make good contact and I would just chunk it to the left or the right. It was just, it was bad. Um, I don't know what happened. And I started to worry, like, am I, am I bad? am I really bad at this and now I'll never be good again? And I really got nervous about that. Sounds um, like yips. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's the, wasn't who Wasn't the Chuck Knoblock? Didn't he have the yips at some yeah, point? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like that. So anyway, so uh, Wednesday work from home again. So my plan was to go to the driving range at lunch. I had to get it out of my system. There's a driving range about five minutes from my house. Uh, but I ended up working late into the afternoon. Uh, I didn't get lunch until like one 30. And uh, so I didn't get a chance to go at lunch. So I went in the evening. Um, Got there. It's kind of a self-serve driving range. You you run your card through. It gives you. A, you can pick 32, 64, or whatever the third one is. I picked 32. And went to the the range. And uh, I I basically switched between my driver and my wedge because those are the two clubs I felt the worst with. And basically, I just kind of started over, um, went back to before all my lessons and and got that swing out of the way. And then started working with my lessons and what I learned. By the end of it, I wasn't hitting driver consistently, but I was hitting it and it was going far. Sometimes it was a little right. Sometimes I'd pull it left, but most of them were playable, you know, if I was on an actual golf hole, uh, the wedge was the same thing. There's a big blue bucket about 50 yards out from where I was. And I would hit like three drivers and then I would hit like two wedges trying to get the ball in the bucket. And I never got it in the bucket, but I hit the, hit the bucket a couple times, which was nice. Um, I did learn a very, very important lesson, uh, at the driving range. And this is probably for, for all of you golfers. Um, when you're at the driving range, you're going to want to keep your clubs back a little ways from your, um, from your your swing, so that you don't accidentally smash your three wood with your driver and crack your three wood in half. Oh, no. Uh,
1: because I did that. I've done, uh, I've done that before. I've hit the bag with, you know, on a back swing, especially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I texted a buddy of mine and he said, That is such a rookie move. What is wrong with you? I'm like, Yeah, that's true. I was such yeah. a terrible idea. But um, luckily, uh, the guy who owns the course was there and I, I I, left it with him and he said he would fix it for me. Oh, uh, good. It was like $40 to get it fixed, which was nice. Um, um so let's see. That was Wednesday. Again, no writing Thursday. I was back in the office. So I learned last Thursday. So, so 10, 12 days ago that there's an Italian bakery, uh, right down the street. Bad, Yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I went there two weeks ago and I got a breakfast sandwich and some donuts for the, I bought donuts for the whole it department. And, uh, I just, and when I was there, I noticed on their menu, they had, um, hot food. They have lunch. And I thought, well, I'm coming back here for lunch. It's like a five-minute walk and it's uh, it has a little seating area and I love hot sandwiches. So I walk in and um, sit down and – or I walk in and, and, and look at the menu. I'll say, I'll have a turkey. She says, we're out of turkey. And I said, no problem. I'll have cavatelli because I love cavatelli with a meatball. And um, it was this big giant just tub of cavatelli that she gave me. It was so good. And I couldn't eat it all, so I happened to snap. I put on Snapchat that that uh, about halfway through my day. You know, hey, I'm at I'm at this place and I'm, I'm eating cavatelli. And my my dad texts me like five minutes later, hey, you're there. I said, yeah. He goes, can you get me two <laughs> the columns? Did I write it in here? Yeah, almond biscottis. Uh-huh. So I, I've never heard of this place, but like everybody I know knows this place. I've never heard of it. Oh, okay, so. So I said sure. So I finished writing. I did chapter sixteen, although I didn't have time to put it through grammarly. But I re I, I reread it, added the stuff I needed to add, and uh, and then I got up about five minutes early so I could get the, the biscotti. And while I was up there, I, I was looking around and I got myself a piece of what's called cassata cake. Again, I've never heard of this. Oh,
1: it's fantastic! I've oh, had it many times. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. it's like angel food and strawberries and like whipped cream, and there's some other stuff in there too. It's so good.
1: A cavatelli um, is that a pasta or?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a pasta. It's uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a pasta. Okay. It's basically a pasta with meatballs and some marinara. My dad told me when I got hit to his house later in the evening to pick up my dog and drop off drop off the biscottis, he said, next week, I want you to get me a jar of a certain kind of a spaghetti sauce. So I'll do that for him. Actually, I won't be going in this week, but the week after next. So
1: now the critical but I will be question, going. Yep. I was going to say the critical question about an Italian bakery, whether it's authentic or not, is did they have any cannoli? I, I believe they did, but I don't remember.
0: I okay. just, I don't remember. I believe they did though. I, be, I think that, I think I saw it. There's a shelf to the left when you order that. I think it was. Yeah, that's right, so. that's okay.
1: my, my big weakness are cannolis. Okay.
0: okay. Well, eat those so one I got after home-
1: another and they're like a thousand calories each. Oh
0: God, they sound fantastic. Um, So I got home and I actually ate the rest of the cavatelli and I I cut up a piece of chicken in it and I put it in there and I just ate the rest of it for dinner. And then I ate the, um the cassata and I couldn't eat it all. So I ate like half of it. And then a half an hour later, I, I was able to eat the rest of it. It, which yeah. worked out well. So it's very good. It was so good. Uh, but I was able to get through chapter 16, uh, except for the grammarly part. So Friday worked from home and I worked through lunch and then I hit my golf simulator in the evening. So again, no writing. Uh, I did receive my, and, and the reason I hit my golf simulator again, is because my swing so, felt so terrible on Tuesday and I went to the range on, on Wednesday and started to feel better. So on Friday night, I hit my wedge and some of my lower irons just to feel better about those also. And I was in there for a while. I did receive my cover from Stuart Basch for my book one, the cover oh. that he's redoing for me. Um, he gave me two options. The color schemes are a different one of them is like blue and orange. And the other one I believe is like yellow and I want to say yellow and red. I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, I really, really liked it except one thing. I didn't like the actual image of the person that's in there. It seemed like it was a little too cartoony for me. Um, and you know, it's a dark book that we're doing here. So I'm going to email him back tonight and just tell him, Hey, everything's great. Can you just change out the person for a different, uh, image. And we'll, you know, I, I assume he'll do that. I don't, I don't know how that works. So. Was, it
1: that, was it a silhouette or an actual person or? It's a silhouette. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a silhouette.
1: So every character, I,
0: every cover I have, well, that's not true. Two of the one cover I have is actually uh, a lot different than the other ones, which are all silhouettes. Okay. Um, it was interesting. It's, yeah. It's, it's an interesting change from book one to t- book two, but I think it makes a lot of sense. And then book three is back to being a silhouette. So uh, let's see. That would have been Friday, Saturday. I was up early to golf. Um, and of course I went out and hit a amazing drive down the left side. Then I put my ball right near the green. Then I chipped up and I got a par. And then on the whole second hole, I hit an amazing drive down the left side. And then I hit a beautiful shot down the middle. And then I was up on the green and I two putted for another par. I ended up paring the first three holes. I shot 41 in the front. Um, And then I was doing pretty good, and then I got to the back nine, and I finished up. I was plus, I think, fourteen after fifteen holes, and then I finished seven, 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 which is hilarious. Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) Um, So I ended up with a ninety-two that would have been a lot better had I not had a really bad last three holes. But I'm not going to complain. I hit some of the longest shots I've ever hit. I straight drives. I mean, I don't know what the hell was going on Tuesday, and I don't know who I was. At one point, Ken, who was my partner, said to me, I don't know who is in your shoes, but get him out of there because this is terror. It was so bad. Um, But then Saturday, I was fine. So getting closer and closer to being traded by him. I, oh, I've already said that to him. Yeah. Cause he traded for me a couple weeks, a uh, couple of years ago, which in, uh, in our golf league is kind of strange. Um, cause we really don't have trades. He just said, I want to play with you next year. I went, okay. And I'm the <laughs> guy who runs leaks. So I make the teams. So it worked out well. Um, so I ended up with a 92, you know, it's an 88 or an 89. If I had gone like bogey, 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 which would have been what five, five, six. And instead I went seven, seven, seven. So no big deal. Um, uh, I, I drive through on my way home from golf. It's 50 minutes, 5'0, 50 minutes. And I drive through uh, 35 minutes of it being Amish. And there's a spot right in the middle of that drive where there's this giant square. The city is called Mesopotamia. And there's a giant square. And on July 4th weekend, it is packed with people i mean it looks like for anybody who's been to a nascar race it looks like the hill where they they sell stuff Mm -hmm. you know and it is just elbow to elbow people there's tons of tables just selling stuff took me so there's this little stretch of of road that's probably i don't know a tenth of a mile Um, you know it's it's 35 miles an hour in that area and it takes me like a minute to get through took me 25 minutes to get through it this time uh Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Uh, And then I went, came home, changed, showered, and I went to Hothead Burrito. I I put 16 through Grammarly, and then I did 17 and 18, which finished up the first 18 chapters. Those are, again, those are the ones that had been rewritten already. They were edited pretty well, but I had some changes. But um, as I was thinking about it, I really, really enjoyed rereading starting in around chapter 11 all the way through 18. I feel like the changes I made, this is what you and I talked about last week cuz you can keep editing and editing and editing and never stop. Well, I really like the editing I did this time. Uh I really didn't reread 2 through 10 at all. I just kind of thought I don't have any notes. I've already gone through them a couple times. No need to edit those. So when I was finished with 18 yesterday, I thought, well, I'm going to take Sunday and I'm going to go through some of the early chapters and see what I can do there. So Uh and we'll get to Sunday in a minute after after writing, I went to Target. I bought a small set of shelves for my golf simulator that I'm going to set up tomorrow. Bought some other things. I walked in there just to get a shower curtain liner for like 6 bucks, And then I ended up spending $100, yeah, which course. is what those places do to you. They know what they're doing. Um, and then I started thinking about a Patreon for this podcast. Um I don't know. I like the idea of it. It's probably because I've been listening to the 372 pages like crazy from from the beginning again, and I just got to the part where they they did their first two books, uh, th- uh, uh, Ready Player One, and then uh, Armada, which is the book that that Ernest Cline wrote after three, uh, Ready Player One, and then after that they kind of paused for about six months, and when they came back, they had a Patreon, and I, I really like the idea of it. Um, the problem is, is, I don't really know what. As I said to you before we started if you do a patreon you have to do extra work i think i mean for the most part i think there's right. you don't miss nest- these guys don't all they do is release it an, a week early to the patreon people right i don't we can't do that because we're kind of more of a timed you know we talk about last week and this week so we can't really hold off posting uh, uh, releasing anything i don't want to change anything in terms of what people get now i don't want to say okay if you're if you don't join the patreon you don't get it on time i'm not doing any of that stuff everything stays the same for for, for free right um So I started thinking like, what can we do that might be on a dollar level and a $5 level? And that's all we do. Just two levels. Okay. My hope would be to raise $19 a month, which is how much I pay for Castos, the hosting service. Um, I would like to be able to get to that point so that the the podcast essentially pays for itself. Um, I had a couple ideas. I was going to run them by you and see what you thought. And then I'm kind of putting you on the spot because this is really the first time we're talking about it, other than about a half an hour ago when we talked about it before I hit record. Um, the two ideas I had would be if you're in the $1 level, we just shout out your name at the end of each podcast. Say thanks for, you know, being a Patreon member. And if you're in the $5 level, I do, and I don't know about you, but I do, uh, my, my, um, my story grid podcast, uh, uh, Excel, my, my story grid spreadsheets. I'm gonna do a um, a living writer template for this crime story stuff, so that every time I start a new crime story, I have a template based on that Udemy video. Uh, I'm gonna do something like that. And I thought anytime I do any kind of a document like that or a template or something like that, uh, maybe we can throw it out there for the five dollar level. Um, you know, if people want to download, it, they can.
1: Yeah, I really like that that second idea, especially. Uh, so many times. I've listened to a podcast where people talk about their writing process and what goes on in the background, but then you don't have anything tangible to look at to see really how it is they're, they're putting their stories together, what kinds of things they're considering. So, yeah, especially the Story Grid podcast or the Story Grid uh, spreadsheet that you've done. I mean, there's a lot of information in there that people can glean just about things to think about. If, yeah, if- and I could
0: leave like the first five, 10 chapters filled in. I wouldn't leave the whole thing up there, but because right. I don't want spoilers and stuff, but I could leave like five, 10, 15 chapters filled in. Each story that I do has different columns. Like I added a Save the Cat. So this one actually has a Save the Cat and a Hero's Journey. And it's like, the, I think seeing those things chapter by chapter, maybe I would even leave the whole story in there mm-hmm. because the book is already published. I'm not worried about anybody stealing it um, or and if they steal the idea but they turn it around it's kind of like what i'm doing with the udemy video and oh sure you you turn it around you it's who cares yeah so maybe i will leave the whole thing up there and just make it available it's like an excel download or something like that once i'm done um Uh, it would be
1: be attractive attractive for me yeah i would yeah i wish i if i
0: wrote faster it would probably be even i hope you'd sign up yeah um (laughs) although you know it's the it's our Patreon, but still. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so okay, I think you've kind of talked me into that. Maybe I would leave just the whole thing into that. It's a, actually a, a good idea. Um, and then other than that, I have no other ideas. And, and like I said, we wouldn't change this weekly podcast that goes out for free every week on time. I wouldn't change any of that. I wouldn't take anything away. Right. Uh, it would just be like adding new stuff, stuff that I already do because I can't you – know, you and I don't think we can do like, hey, let's do an extra podcast per month. What will we talk about? I have no idea.
1: But yeah you know, we could do something like that, we would have to come up with a set of topics that would be focused and that would be of interest to people who are you know who are listening, which I'm sure we could do. Uh, you know, even something as as uh, simple as you know, how to put together a, I don't know how to maybe let's put it this way, how to, how to deal with an editor for sure. You know, yeah, what, what's the process you go through for finding one? How do you work with them? What are some of the, you know, warning warning signs that maybe the person you're working with is not the person you want to be with? That kind of stuff. But I yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, that's great. So I would be happy to do that if we had topics. Um, right. I love story structure. I would talk about different story structures, you know. Yeah,
1: anyway, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah that you, anything to do with craft. I mean, that's what, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the bigger things. And maybe it's just the circles that we walk in in terms of 20 books and even SPF. You know, they're so business oriented that you just don't hear a lot about craft in those circles. Uh, Yeah, most of my craft, most of my craft comes from YouTube. Yeah, you can find it if you go out there and look for it. But uh, yeah, I I, um, personally, although I know you can do it, especially if you have a YouTube subscription, you can treat YouTube as if it was a podcast app and just listen to the audio. Oh, sure, sure. But, But you can't do that unless you have the premium subscription to them right because otherwise it won't work uh, so i have i have a hard time really finding craft stuff that's without searching you know here and there and all over so maybe that's what we could do we could say one extra
0: po- uh, podcast a month behind the wall even if it's the dollar level i don't even care i don't care what level it is but uh right. that it, that is just talks about straight craft it's not like a diary that we do now maybe it's just a straight craft and we could just come up with some topics and and do one a month and
1: see see right and, see and how just, that's yeah, and just riff on them you know, yeah. a little bit. You know, okay. what, what we've read, some resources that we know that you could go to, books, and you know, uh, you know, YouTube videos and things like that, you know, point people in directions that they might want to, if they're looking for certain kinds of information. Yeah. I, I like that idea.
0: All right. So let's, let's kick this around a little bit over uh, maybe the next week or so. And okay. you know, I, I started doing this. I started my Patreon account. To, uh oh got about a year ago. It's still there. I can finish it. I would like to get this thing on like newauthorpodcast.com. It's just, it's a lot of work that I'm just too lazy to do. So I don't know. I don't, if you don't care about com slash podcast, I don't care. Oh, I see what um, you're talking
1: about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't okay. bother me.
0: Yeah. And then we can just figure out how to, you know, put we can put the podcast, the money back into the podcast. We can do ads if we wanted to. We can use, if we get enough money. I mean, I, I don't expect much from this because, you know, we have a small audience anyway, but th- this is a way to, you know, help pay for it and help help you, uh, work it out. Do you own the domain? New Alpha
1: yeah. podcast? Yeah. I do. Oh, okay okay
0: yeah yeah I just I've, I've been the, the I don't want to create a website I, I just I don't like that it's even that's what I do for a living I get paid to do it um creating my own I'm, I'd almost go back to Kara and say can you create me a website um,
1: in WordPress right we can talk off air about that because that might be something I could do pretty easily okay uh, especially using one of the templates that I've I've got in the uh, in the backend software that I use but okay. I'll check that out
0: Okay, that works. Oh, I just got a message from my mom by the way. She's because she's got steaks and corn in the cob and watermelon. So I'll be Ooh. going I'll be going there tomorrow for July fourth. Um, I like she's how she says I have I bought steaks, corn on the cob, and watermelon for tomorrow. Let me know if you want to come over. No pressure if you have other plans. No, 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 ah, steak. <laughs> yeah, you had me at
1: steak. Yeah, she knows I've uh, she knows yeah. How to get you.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then Sunday, let me get back to my my schedule here. Sunday, up early to golf again. I shot 90. Uh, which basically I always try to shoot 89 and I got a double bogey on the last hole when I had a really bad third shot. I was, it's a par five. It's like 500 yards. I was 120 out after two. And then I proceeded to hit it off the hosel straight. Right. And then my chip was short. It was just, I just did not finish well, but I'll take a 90 any day of the week. Um, played really well again, hitting really good shots. I don't know what happened on Tuesday night, but uh, hopefully it doesn't happen this Tuesday night. So like I said, I realized that, I, okay. So, uh, the reason I brought up the, the Amish and the Mesopotamia is instead of driving through there again today and possibly having to wait as long or maybe even longer, I went a different way home, which led me straight to the Panera that I go to. When I, I come home, I, I shower and I piddle around for an hour or so. And then I go, right. This time I went straight to Panera and I was there early. We got done about 1045. I was there by 12, um, 12. Got some food, and I sat for about two and a half hours, and I reread chapters three, four, five, and six, just making little changes here and there. Nothing major. I was not changing the story. The reason I started at three and not two one – one is done. I'm not worried about one. The reason I started at three and not two is I talked about this last week. I talked about George Lucas saying he, he it should rhyme, and you mentioned the mirror moment. Um, so chapter two, I still may go in and make a pretty significant change where instead of having them start out in the hotel, they start out at the airport because the book ends with them at the airport. And I really, I don't know if it makes a difference to the story itself, but I really love the idea of it. It's just Mm -hmm. one of those things I like. So I may do that with two. So I went through three, four, five, and six. Made little changes here and there to, to kind of make them better. Had to add some tension in a few places, which I like. Um, and I, I kind of want to do seven through ten at some point in the next couple of weeks. I might just if I have if I have time. If I'm at like Hothead and I have like a half an hour before I want to leave, I'll just run through seven and, and just go through it. So I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. But. Um, Oh, I didn't mention this. Wow. Okay. I'm going to finish Sunday. Then I'll go all the way back to Monday because this was a very important thing that I did and I didn't mention it. So let me uh, finish Sunday. Um, I have a guy that I golf with. um, I think I might've mentioned this last week on Sundays. Who's a very fast reader. He reads a ton. And I asked him today if he wanted to be a beta reader for me with my mystery uh, once I finish it. And he was, yeah, he was all for it. He was like, absolutely, I'm excited to read. It. He's read all my other books. He's like, oh, really? I'm excited to read it And So the one thing I'm not sure of though is do I want to give it to him before I, I send it off to the editor to send it to C or do I want to wait until I get it back? Um, I feel like I should do it before because then I can make changes to the story and then she can edit those changes in terms of the line edit. So I don't know. What do you
1: think? Yeah, well, as long as he's willing to read a not a rough draft, but you know, a draft that hasn't been seen by an editor. So there's it's gonna be some mistakes in it. Yeah. You know. uh, is there a
0: proper, like what's the is there like a proper way to do it? Is it after the editor? Like what would the
1: people that we are the circles we run in, what would they say to do? Because I'm not even sure. I, I think. You know, to be honest, I, I'm trying to think through what people do. I think for the most part, they probably send them out before it goes through the final copy edit. So okay. if you final copy edit, then yeah, that's the last step. Uh, if you're trying to get feedback on story story structure, whether, you know, the premise is believable, the characters seem real, that kind of stuff. If those are, If those are the questions you're going to ask the guy to think about while he's reading it, then yeah, send it out before. Okay. So that's probably what I'll do. So I'll, I'll, you know,
0: based on what I'm looking at on my wall here that I'm going to talk about in a second, I should be done by August 6th. And that will give me a month to edit myself. And then maybe the week before I send it to her, just give it to him and say, what do you think? And, uh, and go from there. So let me run all the way
1: back to, Oh, good. I was going to say, yeah, be be sure to tell him that, look, I'm not looking for, you know, line edit copy kind of stuff. I'm just one big picture things. Yeah. Are Are they,
0: yeah this is, are the characters believable is a big one i also want to ask him do you at some point do you have a guess who did it and if so why it, it, or, or ask him hey did you figure it out before it actually was revealed sure. yeah that's good because yeah i don't because i don't want the, i don't want the readers doing that so um so let me run all the way back to monday the first thing that i did monday night was i sat down i printed out a calendar uh uh um, day-by-day calendar for the month of July, week, you know, weekly calendar for the month of July. It actually starts July 1st, which is a couple days yesterday or two days ago. And it ends on August 6th because July 31st goes into the next week. It's a Sunday, then it gets the whole week. So it gives me all the way through August 6th. What I did was I wrote down, based on the kind of writing schedule that I have, Chapters on the day. So if I look up at it, tomorrow is July fourth, so I'm off work. I should be able to get two chapters done. Now looking at it, I have 18 and 19 up there. Well, I've already got 18 finished, which is great. I'm already a, a chapter ahead. I, I didn't even realize that until just now when I looked up at it. Um, Wednesday, Tuesday, I don't do any writing because of um, uh, golf league. So I, I I don't have anything filled in on Tuesdays. Wednesday, I can write at lunch or after lunch, and I just have one chapter in there because I have to work, and it's hard to do more than one chapter on, on a work day. Uh, Thursday, I have one chapter, but because I only take an hour lunch, I have that one chapter also on Friday. So this week, chapter 21 is something I would do on, on, at lunch on Thursday. And then Friday I have 21 and 22 because I I basically would say I'm going to finish 21. I didn't have time to finish it on Thursday. So I'll finish it on Friday. Then I'll do another chapter. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I have two chapters and it actually worked out to August 6th, which is the very last day that it printed on my calendar. Um, I did not do that on purpose. I didn't start from the back and and work my way towards it. It actually just worked out that way. So I am planning to have this book finished, uh, this draft finished, so that I'm ready to just go in and start rereading it and and making, you know, reading it out loud to myself, making sure everything makes sense and shoring it up. And like I said, take the next two weeks to do that, take a week, send it off to Dave so he he can read it for a a week. And then it's, you know, I go to Vegas on the Wednesday of that week that Dave would have it. Uh, he can send it back to me. I mean, he reads fast, mm-hmm. so he could send it back to me within a few days. Then I would have a couple of days in Vegas to make any changes that maybe something he didn't like, and then I could send it off to her on Monday, September fifth. So I have a something I've never had before, which is a literally a day by day writing schedule. And I,
1: whether I'll stick to it is another question or not. Well, it's not, actually it's not, given what you've been doing, it sounds like you'll probably get ahead on it that's
0: what I'm hoping for yeah that's what I'm hoping for so
1: and that was my week um, that was a I talked a lot there um, yeah you had an exhausting week mine's been I mine's <laughs> considered short in comparison uh, I'm not sure what I did last Sunday after we got done podcasting but Monday morning I got up and I launched into one of the two scenes I said I had to to write in order to make the novella's conclusion make more sense. I uh, worked on that first scene. In the morning, added about 1,900 words. So it's kind of a long scene. I'll probably get cut down and revision a little bit. Uh, after lunch, I spent some time hacking around with my website uh, that I'm building for the brand. And then went to the gym around 4, had dinner at 5.30, watched Death in Paradise. And then after eating, I did a little bit of tiling in the bathroom. So it was kind of a, I don't want to say a relaxing day. It was actually a good productive day for me. Anytime I get close to 2,000 words in a day, I'm pretty happy. Because that doesn't happen all that often. Uh, Tuesday, again, I wrote in the morning. This time I rolled over into that second scene that I needed to add. So since I've written now two days in a row, I'm going to call that a habit. Nice. Uh, I can draw a line between two points. Uh, (laughs) Added uh, 1,548 words in that second scene. And that's when I called the uh, novella done. And I kind of reveled in the moment. And then (laughs) in the afternoon went back to or went to Lighthouse Coffee and essentially got the novel out and looked at C's comments and started doing a new outline for the story. since so much of it of the original novel had been pulled out, essentially the first five chapters. I, I had to figure out a new way to start the story. It just so happened that chapter six of the of the old version was a very convenient place to also start the story, which should, nice. should have given me in the beginning, given me the idea that well, maybe I'm starting this story way too far back. Uh, originally, and essentially what the, the way it's starting is there's, it's starting off by them showing up at the airport in the islands. So that makes a lot more sense. Uh, it doesn't seem quite so much like two different stories as it did before. So does your novella
0: end with them saying, Hey, we're gonna go. I know we talked about that before. How does your novella end?
1: Yes. It it ends with them. Yes. We're, we're heading off for, for the islands for, for reasons. Um, After dinner I played around with the drawing tablet that I bought, uh, trying to do some sketch-ups on the uh, book cover for the novel. I've already got something of a book cover for the novella. And it's going to take a little bit of practice to get used to that drawing tablet because it's kind of, it's a strange sensation to be drawing on the surface of your desk and then watching it appear in the screen. And you're not actually looking at the pen you have to look at the screen. And so there's a certain amount of hand-eye coordination that I think is going to have to be learned here. Probably a lot like golf, and it's going to come and go. <laughs> over oh, then you've, got, you've got 25 years of just yeah. ups and downs <laughs> coming your way then, my friend. It's, it's really an odd sensation, but uh, hopefully I'll get used to it. Apparently people do. Uh, the other option would be to go, you know, to buy a really expensive tablet where the whole the tablet itself is the uh, screen as well. And, you know, that's that's. Pushing way more than you know the 150 bucks that I paid for the tablet I have now. Wednesday I got up tied up in a family conferences all morning long, uh, and finally managed to break away about 1 p.m. I was on the phone like all almost all morning, and I don't know about you. I, I am a classic introvert in the sense that I don't mind talking to people. And I can initiate conversations and I can be pleasant and all that kind of stuff. But man, it just sucks the life out of me to do that. Um, yeah. Left on my own, I would just rather sit in the corner and be by myself. So after a whole morning of having to deal with family things, and especially on the phone, which I hate the phone, I fell asleep for two hours. Uh, so, uh, But I did. it did at least give me a uh, little bit of uh, more energy for the day. So I got back to my writing desk after that. Uh, all those words I wrote on Monday and Tuesday—you know, three and a half thousand words—I had to then. They were all written longhand, so I had to then put them into the computer. So that took a little bit uh, to do that. And then when I got that done, I finished the day off by putting a, a, another coat of paint on a bookcase that I'm working on for uh, children's classroom. And then um, in the late in the evening, my wife broke out a puzzle, uh, part of the project of getting my mind to relax more before bedtime so I can actually sleep at night and we started working a puzzle uh, we, we kind of enjoy doing that every now and then uh, unfortunately she picked a puzzle that was really really difficult and it's gonna we're still working on it yeah you know, I don't know how oh, many, wow yeah I don't know how many pieces it is maybe 1500 or something it's not so much the pieces it's that it's a puzzle of a painting and I forget the artist's name but it's it's a uh, one of these dreamy rainscapes. Uh, like in Paris, where it's all smeared colors and things. So it's very hard to find the right pieces and stuff to uh, to do, to put in place. Uh, but it, it works. I slept really well that night, which is which is good. Uh, Thursday, I began working on revising novel after having messed with the outline the day before. And it's been a good bit of time deciding what should really be in that first chapter and how I wanted to lay it out. And But when I finally got it, In my mind, exactly what I wanted to do, took chapter six, changed it into chapter one. And after a rewrite, ended up with 1,550 words in that chapter, which was only four fewer than the original text had in chapter six, which is kind of amazing considering how different it is. Uh, I, I cut out a huge center section of that chapter, old chapter six, just tossed it and then went from beginning to end, just rewrote the chapter and somehow filled it back in with words. It's one of those mystery things that happens when you're not paying attention because I wasn't really trying to hit a target. Friday, I started to work on chapter two of the rewrite, rewrite uh, but then I got distracted with working on the website and playing with the drawing pad again, which is, you know, like pure play. It's kind of like, a, you know, in a way, what this drawing pad reminds me of is, uh, I don't know if you ever had one as a kid, one of those little Etch-a-Sketches. Mm-hmm. That, oh, yeah. I I spent, as a child, I spent hours and hours playing on that thing. I just loved it so much. And that's kind of what this drawing pad is reminding me of, taking me back to my youth. It's part of the, uh, you know, creeping senility, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was it for Friday. I just didn't really accomplish much. and just played around here and there. Uh woke up yesterday with a determination to make some significant progress on both the bathroom project and the novel, and as I told you earlier, before we started, I promptly threw out my back and by doing who knows what. But I pushed mm-hmm. through it for about half a day. I refused to, be, to give up on what I had planned to do. So I, I did some work in the bathroom and was going to sit down and start working on, on the novel. But then the pain just got to be too much. So I spent the rest of the day laying around. Uh, later in the day, we did watch that, a 1993 romantic comedy called Grumpy Old Men which you may have seen with uh, Jack Lemmon and Mark. It's been a long time. I have a buddy of mine named Tim who
0: absolutely loves that movie.
1: It's been a long time. I forgot how good it was. I really enjoyed it the first time around. I remember that. And I, I liked it this time around too, but it's interesting how from the vantage point of my age now and the times that we live in, how a little bit unbelievable it is that the age difference between the female lead and the two male suitors, that there would actually be something going on there between them. And uh, I'm not sure what that says about either my perception of of age differences or, or, you know, what people think is appropriate nowadays, especially given the fact that the two people ended up getting married in in the movie, uh, the female lead and Jack Lemmon. They were only separated in age at that time by about 14 years, something like that. So they weren't that much different. The problem is is, is in perception because Anne Margaret even late into her, her life, she's still alive. She always looked really good. And she looked although she may have been 54 in that movie, she looked like she was in her early 40s at at the most. So it made it, it kind of brought me out of the story a little bit because of that, but uh still yeah. it, it was a good movie. And it's interesting to see how they how they wrote and and did movies like that back then, they're much more carefree, much more uh, jovial in the movie making, I think, than they are nowadays. Everything's so. Yeah, they, were,
0: they were more fun.
1: Yeah, they were more fun. Basically, yeah, more fun. More fun. Yeah. And, uh, as I was telling my my wife is from the south, and I'm from you know from the far north, from Detroit, and and spent a lot of my formative years you know up further than Detroit, and did did a lot of ice fishing and stuff, and playing hockey in the winter and stuff, and to see all that occurring in the movie. Because the movie is set in, I think, in Minnesota or Wisconsin someplace. And it, you know half the movie takes place out on a lake in ice shanties. So it, it was kind of fun to see that again. Uh, this morning I woke up, but because of my back, I decided I was just going to stick to the house for the day. I didn't go to church. Uh, it's, it's still not too good, but at least I can get around some. Uh, basically doing my two favorite things up until we podcasted, which was eating and sleeping. So I've, I I've, eat, I've eaten two meals and I've taken two naps already today. Which is wow, cool. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect day. Uh, also, in between, I worked on the puzzle too that we've been hacking around. Uh, we're actually looking like we may finish it maybe today, even for that matter. Uh, and my plan after we're done here is to do a little bit of rewriting uh, on chapter two, try to get that going because, uh, as we'll see when we get to our plans for next week, I've got big plans for the week and I gotta get started. Oh,
0: exciting! So. So it looks like we don't have really any news. We don't have anything to talk about all the way up into our running list of future things to do. So I'm going to jump right into that. I okay. have a whole bunch of things here. Um, I, I could rename this my July 4th list uh, because that's what I plan on doing tomorrow. But let me just run through them here. So I have call, call an Electrician on here. I actually called him uh, earlier this week. He's busy all week last week. He's on vacation starting tomorrow. So I'm going to call him back on the 11th, which is a week from tomorrow. I need... Uh, a couple of outlets put into my golf simulator, and I need a 220 line run somewhere in my ba- the back of my house, so that I can eventually buy a generator and have a place to plug it in. Um, I, I I don't touch electricity, so I'm happy to pay someone to do that. Gonna, uh, I still have
1: you're gonna go have to, you're gonna have to install a disconnect then too, right? Between you and the uh, yeah and the in, the line coming into your house.
0: Yeah, they'll do it on the breaker box. There's a little switch okay. that only one works. So if you're if you're on the generator, the other one doesn't even work. Okay. So you're not shooting any power back out to the uh, the guys if they're working on the line. So, um, Facebook ad for the podcast. I have not done that yet. I've been super lazy on that. Uh, tomorrow I will get that done. Uh, Facebook ad for my first book. Uh, I'm going to do that as soon as I get the. Uh, the new covers all straightened away with, uh, Stuart Baish. may not be this week, but it might be, we'll see. He's going to send me all that marketing material along with the cover. Uh, Jan- join a fantasy football draft is on here. And that's because it's that time of year now where I start joining slow drafts and it's really like my practice. So there's these leagues on a website. I don't even know what the website is. Let's see if I can find it right here. It's what is this? Uh, football tens. I think it is football t- I don't know what SHGN is just look up oh it's Sports Hub okay so it's Sports Hub game network football 10 so you can pay 10 bucks you can get into a fantasy football draft and-, and there's 12 teams and you'll draft 20 people so that's 240 picks everybody gets 4 hours to make their pick so it takes a couple weeks um, people like me who work from home, who can just keep an eye on it, you know, during the day, my picks usually happen really quick, but there are other people who work or they're out. Like if, when I'm golfing on a Sunday, I may, it may take me two hours to make my pick. Um, but it's like how I practice. So I have the next four to I guess, six to eight weeks to practice paying $10 at a time. To draft, And then when the season starts, they're called best ball leagues. You don't actually run the teams. All they do is they take the best lineup each week and then they give you those points. And at the end of the year, whoever has the most points wins. And okay. the way they do it, they do a double up, they call it. So if you pay $10 and there's 12 people, it's $120 in the pot. They'll pay $20 to... Uh, five people, the top five, they'll pay $10 to sixth place. So if you're in the top six out of 12, which is half, 50%, you'll make money. And if you're in the top five, you actually double your money. So I'll do three or four of these. I don't have to, it's really just practice drafting. It gives me an idea where players are going, where certain positions are going. I love doing it. Um, so these sound like the fun leagues because there's no real money to be made. It, it's literally just practice. That's right. all it is. I don't pay attention to it until the season's over. I'll see, did I win anything? Did I not? and then I'll leave. If I win anything, I just leave the money in for next year. Okay. And uh, it's literally, it's, again, it's just practice. Uh, you know, Alan Iverson would not like that. Um, <laughs> that's a very, hopefully somebody out there got that. Um, so I'll start doing that tomorrow. Uh, we talked about the Patreon details. I'm going to try to maybe think, come up with another couple ideas and maybe write it out. Maybe I'll email you tomorrow with, with maybe what I have, and then we can go back and forth. If you have anything also, let me know. Um, uh, oh, get my audiobooks set up. I've been waiting on this for a couple of weeks because I've been listening to the 372 Pages podcast, but I want to get audiobooks set up somewhere. I could subscribe to Audible. You had talked about uh, what was it, the Libro.fm, right? Right. And, and then the guy that I you know golf with who reads a lot, he told me about Libby, which has to do with the library. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's three different places I can get books. I think two of them charge money. I don't think Libby. I think you just have to have a library card, which I don't right. believe I have. Mine expired. Um, so I'll, I'll work on that, and then finally, the last thing I do is, as I, I started looking at the website where I got the podcast opening sounders made, mm-hmm. the opening and the closing, and I think I want to. I almost did this last week, but then I didn't. I think I want to email them and just find out what it's going to cost to get new ones made that include you. So it would be me, you, okay. and Lindsay, um, because I think that I, li- I I I listened to the end last week because I was editing, you know, our putting our streams together because we had the, the issues, and at the end, the ending one, which I hadn't heard in I don't know a year or two, actually mentions my email address and Lindsay but yours isn't there and i feel like you're on the podcast every week it should be there
1: so okay
0: Um, i'm gonna probably send that email out tomorrow and get that ball rolling too so uh that's my yeah that's my running list did you have anything no you don't have anything no yeah nothing nothing new okay so let me go into my addicted to uh not much of anything this week i really didn't watch a lot of tv or i didn't I didn't uh, – other than the 372 Pages podcast, which I'm literally just starting from scratch, uh, and I'm listening to the – I'm a Patreon of theirs. I'm listening to the Patreon version, so there's some extra podcasts in there, especially during the uh, pandemic when it first started. They started doing pandemic editions. Uh, the two guys that do it are very different, but they're both hilarious. And uh, Mike Nelson is the guy who, who, who was the host of Mystery Science Theater after Joel left, and he's a he's founder and you know, creator of Rift Tracks. He's a huge classical music fan. I mean, huge classical music fan. So he he would do his classical minis where he would talk 10 minutes about some number. And I don't listen to classical music, but I do enjoy it when I hear it. I just don't go out of my way to listen to it. Right. Um, so I really like those. So I'll, I'll hear I'll listen to all those again just for fun. Um, so I listened to a bunch of those this week. And then again, the A team has been taking up most of my TV watching. I watched like five or six of those this week. I love that show. It's just so much fun.
1: I'm glad you mentioned this 372 pages again, because I forgot to look for it during the week. I forgot all about it, but yeah, I'm going to go check that out. It sounds like it's fun.
0: It is so much fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In terms of my addicted to, well, for at least the next few days, it's going to be pain meds and napping probably until I shake this back problem, which I'm sure will go away because the few times I've had it. I usually, what's weird is I usually get it in my upper back in between my shoulder blades because uh, of the this, the tension that I have in my upper body all the time. This one's down my lower back, which is a little bit odd, but uh, they'll go away usually after a few days of just rest. It's just more than anything else, it's probably a sign that I'm overdoing something.
0: Mm. That bathroom tiling is my guess.
1: Yeah, it could be. Well, just the bathroom in general. Working, yeah. you know, one of the things that I don't know, you know, you're... Well, you're late forties, right? Forty eight yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Once you once you get into your late fifties, into your sixties, it starts to become really difficult to work overhead. And there's a lot of overhead work when you t- when you completely completely gut a room, and you start you know doing things, you're craning your neck and things like that. It gets to be difficult to do. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's not going to kill me.
0: Well, have, I mean, good luck with it. That sounds like it actually doesn't sound like a very bad week.
1: No, no. Well, and I won't be the whole week because I, I hope to be you know jamming in a lot of writing there too.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. All right. So for my week coming up, uh, first off after tonight, I have to create my five new ads for Brian Cohen's ad challenge, uh, based on his book and all the stuff that I listened to with his audio book. I I have to do that tonight, which I will. Uh, I also am excited because I'm going to eat a big helping of hamburger helper tonight for dinner that I made yesterday or no, I made it on Friday and I have the leftovers now. I just love hamburger helper. It's so good. Um, Tomorrow is July 4th. I am off work. So like I said, I'm going to take chapters. I have 18 and 19 on here, according to my schedule. So I'll either do, I'll probably try to do 19 and 20 just to try to stay one chapter ahead. And who knows if it only takes me like an hour and a half, I might try to do chapter 21 too. the difference here from all the ones I've been doing the last couple of weeks is these are literally just first drafts. So it's, it might be 500 words. I might turn it into 1200 words. I mean, there, it could take some time to do each one of these chapters because it's only a first draft. Um, afterward, I'm going to set up the shelving that I bought in my golf simulator, and uh, I'm going to spend some time out there hitting. I need to h- keep hitting with my you know, my irons and my pitching wedge and keep getting better with those. Probably spend an hour or so doing that. And then I need to, to work through my running list of future things to do. I have four or five things on there I really want to get done, um, so I'm going to try to do that. I'm not much of a parade person or a fireworks person, and both of those things are happening tomorrow. I mean, the parade is a couple blocks from my house. It's, it's, it's like you said earlier. It's just... Too many people. I don't right. really want to be around. I'll run into somebody that I, that I knew in high school and haven't seen in twenty five years, and I'll have to talk to him. I don't really want to get into that. Right. You know, I, I just don't want to deal with that. So you know, I don't. I can see, and I can see the fireworks from my house because it's a couple blocks away there too. So um, Tuesday, I'm back working, working from home again. I have my golf league, so probably no writing at all. I have nothing on my calendar, so no writing at all for that day. Uh, Wednesday, I work from home. I will either write at lunch or write after. Um, Lunch after work, and that would be just chapter 20. So on Wednesdays, I'm just doing one chapter at a time. Uh, Thursday, I, I have on here work in the office, but I'm actually not going into the office this week because we are off Monday, off work on Monday, and there's a group of people that goes into the office on Monday, but they don't have to this week. HR has said, ah, nobody else has to come in then either, which is nice. Um, so I will be working from home. I will start chapter 21. I have on here that I probably won't finish it, but because I'm working from home, I may finish it. I might go to lunch and then maybe in the, in the evening, if I've only got a little bit left, I can just sit on my couch and try to finish it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Friday I'm working from home. I'll write at lunch and or write in the evening. I have on here to finish 21 and 22, but again, I'm ahead right now. So maybe that becomes 22 and 23. We'll see how that goes. Saturday and Sunday, I'm golfing in the morning both days. Uh, Hopefully, it does not rain because it looks like there's a little bit of rain in the forecast for next week. Hopefully, that changes. Um, But I have on here to do 23-24 on Saturday, 25-26 on Sunday. And again, I will try to get ahead. I will try to stay ahead. In terms of my goal – uh, it's like I said, stay on or get ahead of my schedule, which means I need to get through 26 to stay on schedule. And it would be nice to, to get ahead. Uh, and I'll also take, if I have time at some point, maybe I'll try to read chapter seven or te- seven through 10 or seven through 11, uh, just quickly go through those, maybe change a couple words here and there, run them through Grammarly and call them done. So that is my schedule.
1: I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm asking it anyways, are you the kind of guy who has a daily planner? Where you know every day what you're going to be doing, say between nine and 10, 10 and eleven. I know you're working in there, but do you even schedule your work day to know what? I you- love
0: the idea of a
1: daily planner. I have bought daily planners, and then I
0: never ever use them. Okay. Um, you know why? Okay. Because I don't, I don't, I don't like the time it takes to open it up. My handwriting stinks, mm-hmm. so I just don't use them. I'd love to do it on the computer, except I don't want to have to open up some app and then type it in there by the time I do that, I could be done with something. So I I love the idea of a daily planner. I would love to carry one
1: around with me, but i never use it. So you just keep everything in the back of your head. Do you kind of review every morning or the evening before what you're going to be doing the next day? No, not really. I kind of
0: know, but I actually have the uh, the notes app on my phone, and I'll just here. I'll put it really close. Yeah, I see the notes app on my phone. Uh-huh. So as something comes into my head, like I was at golf this morning, and I thought, oh, I need to get into a fantasy football draft. So I went to my notes app, and I have a list, and I just put NFC NFFC draft to remind myself when I'm at home or on the weekends or when I have time. Hey, don't forget about this. So I'll make a grocery list on there throughout the week, and I'll. I'll that's basically my to do list. Is okay. is that uh, my, my notes app on my phone?
1: Okay, that makes sense. That's pretty much what i do except I probably keep too much of that in the back of my head i really ought to put it down somewhere on my phone on, on a piece of paper something
0: yeah i started doing that because i would forget like crazy yeah so i sure. have a terrible i have a good long-term memory you had mentioned last week was that you that mentioned you weren't good with names
1: oh uh, yeah i'm very i'm terrible with names
0: I'm really good with long-term memory, with remembering. I, can, I know ev- all of my friends' birthdays. You know, I know my friends' wedding anniversaries, the ones I had to go to. Like, I'm really good with numbers and, and names things like that. But short-term, if I'm on the phone with you, if we're doing this podcast and 10 minutes before the end of the podcast, you ask me to do something, you uh-huh. have to remind me right before we quit. We hang up or I'll, I've already forgotten.
1: Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I yeah. <laughs> might have to do that. Well, this week for me, it's going to be more of the same. I was pretty happy with this past week the way it went up until I hurt my back. In terms of being able to uh, more or less write or work on an outline every single, almost every single day, I, I kind of get the glimmers that I may be able to get myself into the habit of doing this thing consistently every morning and not feel like I should be doing something else that's maybe more productive in. Non-writing realms, so I'm going to continue to try to build that up during this this week. Try to get back to a steady writing routine. Uh, really, my goal for this week is going to be, and it's kind of an ambitious goal, is to try to do at least revise at least two chapters a day on the novel. I don't know if that's going to be possible because I really, to be honest with you, I haven't gone back and looked at all of C's comments for all the chapters. So I, I'm, a, I'm afraid that at some point I'm going to hit a, pl- a chapter or two that's going to take some major work. And if that happens, then it'll probably stall me a little bit, but it, at least this gives me an ambitious thing to shoot for. If I can stick to a two-chapter-a-day uh, schedule, then I'll, I'll get this novel out of the way in two weeks, and I'll still have about two weeks, maybe a little, slightly less, 10, day, 10 days or so, to revamp the novella, go back through that again before I send the whole package off to see. And that's really what I would like to do is, is send it all off to her. I mean, the 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 fallback position is to say, okay, I have to take more time on the novel. I'm gonna go ahead and, and go right do that, even if it takes me all the way up into the twenty fifth, and I'll just send her the novel and I'll worry about the novella afterwards. But we'll see what happens during the week. And there's I. Because I I did a couple of new scenes and they're pretty rough right now. I really don't have anything to that I'd like to read in terms of the best things I wrote. Uh, okay, so I, I
0: did come up with one, and this was more. This wasn't the best thing. This just made me laugh. Um, I have so this is again. This is based on 2019 when I was going back and forth. So the people in my story that are on the IT team are based on real people, whereas the people in the plants, the factory itself, are loosely based on real people, but not really. Uh, it's kind of very, except for one person who I kill in chapter one, just cause I, that's the whole reason I wrote the book to begin with. Um, So, so this is a scene that happens with, and I'm just going to say it this way, me, my coworker and my boss at the time. And that's the three characters this is based on. Uh, and my boss, she was like the greatest boss I ever had. She was so much fun. And um, I actually miss having her as a boss. I wish she was my boss still. Uh, even though i like my boss now uh she was just she's like a great friend to have and a great boss to have so uh we in this scene we are at a mexican restaurant that actually does exist in this town um it's one of those typical uh um uh what do you call it um they all all those mexican restaurants that all look the same they're colorful on the inside you get right. chips and salsa when you sit down you that kind of thing I have a and, uh, yeah yeah is that oh really i just call it mexican is that is that more uh,
1: Tex mex is kind of a style
0: yeah okay I love those. That's my favorite kind of food is that restaurant right there. Um, so, okay. So I'm just going to read this very short part.
1: Yes. And- I, I, I hate to interrupt you, but the That's reason fine. I say that is because a true Mexican restaurant is like the one that I used to go to when I was in college up at Michigan state, where you had to go down a flight of stairs into a dimly lit uh, room where bare bulbs were, or bulbs were hanging from bare wires and the place got kind of closed every other month for hepatitis. Oh, that's a true Mexican restaurant. <laughs> they had great food, though. <laughs> they did. They had a fantastic yeah. food.
0: Yeah. All right. So this is the scene. This is in like chapter two or three. I think it starts out chapter three. And this is a scene in that restaurant. Carly sat across from Sam with Linus to her right. She dipped the tortilla chip into her salsa. The second small container of salsa the waitress had dropped off since they had sat down. Scooping as much as she could fit on the chip, she carefully moved it toward her face, not letting one drop fall to the table, and shoved the entire thing into her mouth. Sam and Linus stared at her. Ta-da, she said, holding both arms into the air as if she were signaling a touchdown. Well done, Sam said. Impr- impressive, Linus said.
1: You're uh, working on your descriptions. I'm yeah, not- I'm yeah. yeah, I'm
0: trying. Yeah, I'm trying. No, it's good. Uh, it's good. Yeah. And, and the only reason I like this is because I can literally see Chris doing this, who was my boss. I can see her doing this and, and making a big joke out of it. And that's kind of what I was
1: trying to do with it. So that's that's actually a little mini suspenseful moment there. Is she oh, eggs yeah, exactly. or is she not? <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. So all right. So that is uh all we have this week. You have anything else? No. All right, I am gonna I am gonna type up some Patreon stuff and maybe send it to you tomorrow Good. Uh, in email. You just okay. check it out when you get a chance. So okay. uh, all right, well I got nothing else. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email me, jerry at jerryavanoff.com. Uh, You can uh, go to my website, jerryevanoff.com. I'm on Twitter, jerrye25. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash author. We are on buymeacoffee.com and I might change that if we go over to Patreon. Um, And I I probably will actually. Um, And then any money that comes. So if you like what we do here, eh, maybe, maybe I'm just going to say, maybe hold off on buy me a coffee for right now because I think we might switch to Patreon at some point soon. And um, so don't worry about that site for right now. And I'm also on Snapchat, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of golf this weekend. If you don't like golf, you probably wouldn't have had so much fun. Although I did post a couple of pictures of driving through Mesopotamia during the, uh, when I was stuck in traffic and the, the, the big festival was going on. And that could have been kind of fun to watch. So yeah, yeah. what's your,
1: uh, what's your handle on Snapchat again? I,
0: I believe it's Jugdish 1925. And
1: I think there's a link in the show notes that you can click on to, uh, okay. to get there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get contact with me, you can email me at rich at rich or find me on Facebook at rich Casey author. All right, everyone. Um, thank you for listening. We will see you all next week. Yep, yeah, Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening
0: to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.